welcome everybody to another edition of the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. I am zestfully inviting you to to, to listen to today's show. We have a fabulous guest on with us. His name is Manny Wolf. If you happen to have missed last week's show, we were on with uh, back-to-back episodes with the Love Coach, Bruce Starr. We were talking about non-traditional dating habits ruining your love life. In the past, women may have been encouraged to slim down or doll themselves up to attract a mate, but times have changed. Or have they? Is the gender equality working today? Um, So you'd want to listen to both shows. Part one is on my show, and part two, I'm on his show, Bruce Starr's show. You can find all this information uh, from my mobile app uh, with the on-demand feature, or if you haven't downloaded the app as yet, go to SoundCloud and tune in. Uh, Both of those shows are there. Anyway, let's hop into today's topic. We're going to be talking about being unbreakable, Uh, the journey from cult to personal power, from being in a cult to uh, unbreakable strength. You need to listen today how my guest, Manny Wolf, went from being hopeless, homeless, and nearly dead to the powerhouse he is today. So listen in. Pull up a seat, relax, and uh, let's see how his story can affect your life. Welcome, Manny, to the show. Great to have you here. Thank you so much, Linda. It's so good to be here. I cannot wait to jump into this. Woohoo! All right, so let's start with first things first. Um, you are a motivational coach. You, you specialize in... Uh, being a speaking coach you're also the founder of 1000 speakers academy um manny by the way helps people become world-class speakers so how did you get from the cult cult environment to being a speaking coach and a motivational coach tell us that journey yeah, you know, I get that question a lot. And even though the two things seem so disparate, so unconnected, yeah, it's actually a very direct correlation for me. So one of the things that I experienced being born in a cult was what's called subversion of language. Okay. Quickly, I'll explain that to you. One of the main tools that charismatic leader types, cult leader types, even you you hear this with politicians and anyone who needs to sway people and is going to do it without paying attention to what you might consider ethical behavior, Mm -hmm. subversion of language. And in fact, it actually extends beyond those sort of insidious um, situations as well. But here's what it is. It's when you take words, sentences, phrases, and twist their meaning so that only the people inside the group understand what you mean when you say that. In other ah. words, it could you, you could a ridiculous example would be if I was told all my life that a glass of water was called a dog. Now, it'll never be this out there except for possibly in Scientology, I don't know. I'm taking a cheap shot there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if, um, if I am in the group and I say, I want a dog, everyone knows that I'm thirsty, right? Okay. If I go outside of the group and try to say, I want a dog, somebody's probably going to bring me a dog. Do you get how twisting the meanings of words and phrases could um, limit someone's ability to connect outside of the group? So it's kind of like inside speak. It's, you know, like in the tech world, if they're speaking their tech lingo or the engineering world, they have a set of terms that they use, the medical field, you know, on and on. Each field has their own set of inside terms that that they know, but to an outsider, to a civilian, (laughs) that person's going to be lost. Right. It is sort of like that. The big difference, of course, is that, let's say in the tech world, these 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 industry specific terms arise organically within a cult or something like that. They're derived. They're created in order to keep people dependent on the group for their basic tribal needs. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. 
Yes, of course. Now, what are the, tell us a little bit about the dynamics of a cult. What makes, I mean, since you're into speaking so much, what makes that leader so powerful? Well, the, there, it's actually, <laughs> you can <almost laughs> actually download a playbook of how to do it. It's so common. Yeah. So what they do is they have a vision, no matter how either crazy or solid, that is much bigger than them. Okay. It's more, it's like a manifesto or a, or a visionary level vision. And they have a, an ability to speak in sweeping emotional terms while avoiding as much as they can, hard, fast, tactical, practical um, ideas. So what that does is that allows you to access people's emotions. And then if you're a manipulative person, manipulate them. And they they have there are various things that sort of outline the definition of a cult beyond the the way that they communicate. But a charismatic leader, which is always like the first the first box you check off to wonder if you were born in a cult or not. You know, the first thing they say was, "Well, was it yeah. a group of charismatic leader?" If you go yes, well, you're already, <laughs> you're already looking bad. Um, so. They they sell you on a vision that is bigger than you because it is a human condition that we want to be part of something bigger than ourselves. Mm-hmm. They be, begin to make you dependent on them for your answers. So don't you think a lot of cult members are seeking, they're seeking, I don't know, perhaps enlightenment or engagement, or maybe they didn't have a good family unit themselves, maybe one of their parents abandoned them, or who knows what. And, you know, by joining a cult, they are joining a family, quote unquote, as it were, to be to become somebody, to be to have value and worth where maybe in their early life they didn't have that. Absolutely. It, that's the that's the fundamental thing they're selling is that promise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean that is it's the same reason that disenfranchised young people will go off and join gangs knowing full well that the gang lifestyle virtually never ends well. Right. 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 Yeah. We're tribal. We need a sense of belonging. We need a sense of tribe, a sense of community and a sense that we have inherent value. Mm-hmm. Yes. Also, I think there's it comes into play in psychology. We call this intermittent reinforcement. In other words, the cult leader or somebody who's in power is giving you something of value. Maybe they're only divulging 1%, 2%, 3%, something of value, and that's what keeps you hooked. The whole other 90% could be for evil or not good or detrimental to your health or otherwise, but it's that 1% that keeps you hooked because because it's so valuable. Well, yeah, and the things that they provide are archetypal, meaning that they have a good side and a bad side, right? right. So it is, you're right in the sense, but it goes a little beyond that as well. Because providing somebody a sense of meaning and a sense of purpose can be done by serving others at a high level. It can also be done by, as Tony Robbins loves to say, sticking a gun to someone's head. You stick a gun to someone's head, we would agree that's not good behavior, but man, you have meaning right there. Man, you important right there, right? I guess they're going to follow through at that point. Yeah, so so it's an archetypal thing, uh, meaning that, yeah, if I'm that person, I'm promising you a place that you fit in. I'm promising you something bigger than yourself. I'm promising you a life of meaning. Well, you can get all those things in that highly dysfunctional environment. But you could also get them in a different way in a highly healthy environment. And so you are definitely promising people things that they're missing. People who have those feelings of worth, of belonging, of self-esteem inherently don't tend to wind up in environments like that. Right, because they're self-assured, basically. They they don't need an extra hook. They're self-assured already. That's it. 
All right. Well, if you've just joined us, you've recently dialed into the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. We are talking with my guest today, Manny Wolf. He is the author of the book, The Tao of the Unbreakable Man. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes. And if you're looking to up your communication skills and impact the lives of not only yourself, but others, Manny teaches a total transformation in your speaking aptitude. So while many of us were not members of a cult, you know, I think there is a lot of similarity with the average population in that we put ourselves in a cult. You know, we put ourselves in in this jail uh, mentally and have all play all these mind games and we might as well be in a cult because we're chained up and locked. And I think some of the, the avenues that you learned with the cult, we can apply that to the average listener and help him get out of that situation. So we're going to talk about this and more when, when we come back from the break. Uh, we're, we're on with my guest, Manny Wolf. Hey guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back. Usually handled in four sessions or less. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's the mensadvocate.com slash coaching. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases, and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women 2. Google KMET Advocate and save to your favorites every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. We proudly rejoin our programming with The Men's Advocate Show with your host, Linda Gross. On KMET, 1490 AM, Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Uh, that was a song from Kimmy Schmidt, who was talking about the four cult members who finally got released from their prison. All right. We are joining our guest today, Manny Wolf. He is a speaking coach and founder of the 1000 Speakers Academy. Manny, tell us, are there parallels that the average listener can draw from your cult experience to, you know, the mind games that we play on ourselves and we talk ourselves out of things or create roadblocks that we need to remove those roadblocks and achieve better success. Are there commonalities that that the listener can gain from that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you might think of um, a cult environment as a point on a continuum. You know, it's an exaggeration of a lot of very common dysfunctions and, you know, mental roadblocks and internal obstacles that we have. Uh, Before the commercial, we were saying that, you know, somebody who had self-esteem, who had, you know, a sense of belonging and a sense of purpose and and felt like they fit in would probably not find themselves in a cult environment. Instead, they would engage in the same seeking behavior, which is to seek more approval, service, um, you know, a place in the world, a sense of purpose. But they do it in a healthy way, right? And so, so I would say to you, yes, absolutely. The things that are universal that all of us can relate to, whether we've been in a cult or not, are that we need to have purpose. We need to have tribe. We need to have uh, self-assurance and self-confidence. You know, we need to have a, 
a story of ourselves and a worldview that isn't fundamentally dysfunctional and fundamentally sort of corrosive. So to the extent that we have or don't have those qualities inside of us, we can predict with pretty good accuracy the kind of behaviors that we will and won't gravitate towards. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think those uh, elements are very foundational to building up your self-esteem and your confidence, which will automatically spill over into communication and, and uh, speaking engagements. It's interesting you say that because communication is like, it's the lens, it's the aperture through which our whole internal world passes right it's the place that that our internal truth has to go through to get external and you know i am asked often why i don't teach technique based public speaking and the answer is because i want you to be so good at communication not just public speaking that as a result of your communication skills you can be a phenomenal public speaker but you also have the ability to positively influence any relationship in your life, understanding that the truth of relationships is that they can never be any better than the communication that we have inside of them. Yeah, you want it to be automatic. You, you don't want to have to uh, think about it so much. Um, in the beginning stages, of course, you're going to have to think about it and think about it a lot. But, you know, after you get good at it, after you get practiced at it, it'll naturally surface on its own and get you from point A to point B. Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. <laughs> just, as, just as we can't expect our relationships to sort of rise above the level of the communication in them, we can't expect ourselves to rise above the level of internal communication that we have. We can't talk about ourselves at a level of two, for instance, and expect to perform at a level of ten. So part of the communication that I teach is how do we speak to ourselves. That's where it gets into the deep mindset stuff and the real transformation stuff. What does your internal story sound like? What kind of a picture do you paint of who you are as a person? You know, and oftentimes we find that a person's sort of internal story is at at odds with, for instance, the way they talk about and treat people they care about. There's, there's one great example. I see this all the time. People who will talk about the others in their life in all this wonderful language. Then you ask them about themselves and their language becomes sharp or rigid or hostile or judgmental. Well, that's in and of itself enough to poison your relationships. Just that difference, right? Just talking about yourself in such a harsh way. Absolutely. That's what I that's what I meant when I said you could have a cult going on in your own head, you know, self-limiting <laughs> beliefs going on in your own head that create that prison that we need to take those walls down and and replace them with better messages. Right. Absolutely. And when we do really amazing things start happening. That's when you start getting into what the spiritual set calls being in alignment. When you can change those stories and make them more a reflection of who you actually are and who you want to be, rather than some sort of a placeholder of your past, of your history of yourself. Very good. All right, listening audience, you don't want to miss Manny. Dial in right now, 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. Or you can dial from the Listen Live uh, section of my mobile app and just hit that button, call now, and there you are. You'll be uh, directed right into the show. So make that happen if you have a question or comment for, for uh, Manny today. You know, Manny, I used to think that somebody who had, you know, a good education and or was intelligent would automatically lead to a good communicator, but I keep finding that that's not true at all. I used to think that, oh, you know, this person, if he has a good education, he or she probably has a large vocabulary so he can get his point across, but I find that's not the truth. That's not the truth. It doesn't always work hand in hand like that. Some people that don't have either one of those skills are very good communicators and vice versa. Some people that do have those two skills, they're horrible at communication. So how does that work? Well, 
It's first of all, I agree with you completely. It's it's totally true that there's not a binary relationship there. There's not an inherent sort of uh, correlation causation type situation there. Right. What I find, and I don't want to go on a rant about about education, but education is largely about rote memorization, at least until you dive deep into a specialty. It's, and, and even then, it's focused on passing tests, right? And so the people who thrive at formalized education are the people who figure out some way to be good at that. That has nothing to do with examining the way you talk about yourself, the way that you, uh, you know, reference your past as a landmark or as a uh, map of who you are and how you should proceed in the world. It is something you show up for and you do, and if you do it the way they ask you to, you get rewarded. That's education. Communication, on the other hand, is holistic. It is... Um, it has sort of fuzzy boundaries, right? It's um, it's a very emotive, feeling-based thing that has to then pass through logic. So it's very, very different than education. And this is why I see the same thing you see. I work with people who are seven- and eight-figure earners. I work with people with advanced degrees. I work with one guy who's got five different degrees, including two I've never heard of, different aspects of communication and yet if he's not at the head of the class with a chalkboard it's almost impossible to talk to him right because yeah speaking to people when you know is it's it's just it's a thin slice off the top we have to know if we want to be great communicators how to listen and i mean that may sound obvious and it may sound simple but boy, when I start to really dive deep with people into listening, that's easily half of the whole equation. So you've got to know how to listen. And you've got to know how to listen in such a way that you can interpret emotion, right? Because most of us don't even have the requisite skill to accurately express our emotions. So if you want to connect with someone, if you want to communicate with someone, you've got to be able to hear what they're trying to say and respond to that rather than listening to the literal words they're saying. And that's just one part of it. So you're right. It, it's not taught like that in school. You know, I did get lucky in college, uh, which I didn't even finish, just putting that out there. <laughs> but I did get lucky in college. I found this one class that was offered every other semester that focused on what I call, you know, high-level listening. And it was a real game changer for me. So then on top of that, you do have to have the vocabulary to be able to express yourself. Nobody teaches that. Like, it's just, it's amazing to me. What I have my clients do is I have them copy great literature two pages at a time in pen or pencil on lined paper. That more than anything else will expand your vocabulary. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I, I like I like how you use the word holistic because it's not just an education slash intelligence thing. You have to be able to connect the words with the emotion. Yeah. And if there's a disconnect somewhere along that continuum, that person ends up not being a good uh, speaker, not being a good communicator. And you're right, the active, uh, you know, listening is an active verb. You really have to pay attention and be present, be in the moment to hear what the person is actually saying. Otherwise, what usually goes on with a lot of people is they're preparing their next sentence and they're not listening to you because they're already in their head, like, I'm going to say X, Y, Z next. So, again, you're disengaged from the conversation itself. I'm laughing because it's so true. I'm trying not to let the listeners hear me laugh because you're absolutely <laughs> right. Yeah, we listen, as Stephen Covey famously said, with the intent to speak, not the intent to understand. That's a huge paradigm shift. That's a huge shift in perspective, right? If yeah. you have the intent to understand, that means you have to make yourself vulnerable. You have to be willing to be influenced by what the other person's saying. You have to be willing to have your point of view changed. And most of us don't like that. 
Yeah. What I what, what, one of my favorite chapters of his, and in fact, it's you know etched in my memory, is um, chapter seven, and it says, "Seek to be understood." No, seek to understand, then to be understood, which means uh, first you have to listen to what the other person's saying, and then you can make your point. So you have to be relevant and present in present tense to be able to do that. Absolutely. And people ask me all the time, how does that have anything to do with public speaking? The answer is, if you can't connect emotionally to your audience, you might as well not be a public speaker. And how do you connect to your audience? One of the biggest ways is being able to focus on them and not you, how you look, what you're saying, what your presentation is about, your next slide, all of those things. So, yeah, we find ourselves in very strong agreement here. Absolutely. All right. If you've just joined us, you're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. We have op- open phone lines waiting for you. Manny will take your questions or comments at 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951 922 32 and we're going to talk a little bit more about how to connect to whom you're speaking with you've had a long day you just want to escape the world and you know just the place to do it round up your mates and head over to henson brewing company burbank's premier craft brewery quality complexity and always easy to drink Follow our progress and support us on Facebook and Kickstarter. Coming summer 2017. Henson Brewing Company. Come as you are. Hi guys. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show. Linda Gross wants you to know what turns a woman on and makes her go wild so she just can't help herself. Check out Linda's book, Mastering Women, Real Truth About Women That'll Change Your Life Forever. Linda gives you all the insider tips on how to catch a woman and, if you want, to keep her. In four easy steps, these proven techniques will make women just melt. Ever wonder why the girl you really liked seemed to be great when you met, then all of a sudden just goes cold on you and turns you off? Linda will also let you know what not to do on a date. Never blow it again by losing another hot woman. You don't have to be good looking or even have money. Her book, Mastering Women, is available in paperback and ebook. Men, Linda's on your side. So buy her book, Mastering Women. Buy it for now. And don't keep your women waiting another minute. Get Mastering Women today. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Now back to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMET 1490 AM, where men can be men. That was Of Mice and Men. I can't believe how many songs there are <laughs> with the with the title Unbreakable, but that was one of them. I'll, by the way, I'll post, I'll post all these uh, songs on my Facebook fan page, as well as Banny's contact information and his book, The Tao of the Unbreakable Man, and also his website. You could contact him at uh, Manny Wolf with an E dot com, Manny Wolf with an E dot com. Um, so yeah, I'll post those on my Facebook fan page, so you won't have to uh, fiddle around to look for, for for those links. Okay, and the Facebook fan page, if you haven't done so already, same name as the show, the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross, the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross, and we'll see you there. Okay, so Manny, let's uh, shift our attention to the speaker should focus some of their uh, 
ability on the other person, on the recipient. And one of the things that you talk about is what's called vocal tonality. So how does that fit into being an effective speaker? Well, I'm glad you asked. (laughs) (laughs) So in this world and in this space where we're so focused on our content, and this would be virtually all public speakers, right? We're so focused on content. Content is king. Make content. Create content that we forget about the truth that is bigger than the than the craze of the moment, which would be content. And the truth is that a message without emotion won't stick. And so oh, there, there's it, that holistic thing again. It is a, it Ma- is an incredibly the words and the emotions. Yeah, it's an incredibly holistic endeavor, which is why I teach the way I do, by the way. And I don't focus on external techniques because external techniques are inherently you focusing on yourself. If you learn the deeper principles of how to communicate, how to connect, then you get to focus the whole time on other people. That's far more powerful. That's how connection is created. So your question was about vocal tonality. And vocal tonality is, depending on who you ask, it's between 30 and 40% of communication. Now, that's huge. Yeah. Huge. Body language is about 60. And content, words, roughly five to eight, again, depending on who you ask. And so you got to think about that when you think about you as a presenter, you as a speaker, you as a communicator. You want to be paying attention to not only what you say, but far more importantly, how you say it. And so vocal tonality is... In, in the simplest terms, you could think of it as needing to master three different voices, the warrior, the teacher, and the lover. Now, the warrior is very confident. The warrior is not afraid to say what they need to say and to leave space. That's one of the big characteristics of speaking like the warrior. Don't be afraid of silence. Then you've got the teacher. The teacher is proclaiming the teacher is educating the teacher is giving you the content and then you've got the lover the lover draws you in the lover is seductive the lover speaks a little more slowly a little more quietly makes you need to come to them to find out what it is they're talking about so there's a quick example of the three as i outline them for you now do you want to weave in all three of these during your conversation or is there a time and place for each of them to stand alone Well, the answer is both, really. There is a time and place content-wise for each of the three. And I would say that you need to tell the story with the words, but you've also got to tell the story with the emotion, right? And so your body language needs to sort of act the story out, and your voice needs to emote the story uh, appropriately, Okay. Now, one of the things that I teach in my book, Mastering Women, uh, this is the book for men, is how to develop their confidence. There's a lot of guys that just flat out don't have the confidence. And I tell them, don't practice on girls because that's way too overwhelming, way too hard. I tell them to practice in areas that they already have a passion or interest or maybe it's their their hobby or maybe it's something that they are athletically good at or otherwise just naturally good at. So uh, how can they apply some of those uh, areas of the warrior person, the confidence person to build up their confidence? confidence so when they do approach a woman they're not stumbling around (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah approaching a woman for many of us has the same fear in it as public speaking (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know i I remember being younger and just shaking in my boots getting up the courage to just ask a woman out but anyway um i i suggest that you make these all just a part of your life. You don't set aside time to practice them. You practice them all the time. That's the whole point here is immersion. If you really want to transform your ability to connect with other people, to communicate with them, to influence them, all of these things that we need to be able to do to make anything meaningful happen, then you've got to make these 
sort of like lifestyle changes in a way, right? You want to change right. these pieces of yourself to these much more fruitful, much more valuable kind of ways of of dictating yourself, of, of um, carrying yourself. So it used to be when I first started out, I would tell my clients, I want 30 minutes a day commitment from you to practice this stuff. Now I tell them, you can practice as much or as little as you want, but if you want to be great, you should just make these, you know, ingrain these as habits and practice them all the time. I so agree. It's almost like going on a new food plan. If you know that drinking soda and eating fast food is not good for you, you can't just go on a diet. It has to be a lifestyle change where you make a decision that I'm going to eliminate those things, you know, from my menu all the time, every single day. Absolutely. Um, you know, maybe, uh, you know, once a month, whatever, you can cheat. But in general, it should be part of your daily routine. And I say this to the guys with regard to confidence. They're like, Linda, I don't want to practice that because this girl, I'm not interested in this girl. You know, I'm only going to practice it when she's a 8, 9, or 10. And I'm like, no, no. You have to do it with every single girl. The girl at the dry cleaners, the girl at the, the gas station, the girl at the 7-Eleven, whatever it is. You have to do it universally all the time. And I'm not asking you to pick her up, pick her up or, you know, go on a date with her. But if you're not practicing, practicing it universally... By the time you get to the girl that you do want to um, hit up, it's not going to work because then you're going to be fumbling because it's right. you're not polished. So yeah. you have to do it universally. Yeah. The Navy SEALs say that you don't rise to the occasion. You sink to the level of your training. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I say True. that there's a difference between transforming into a beautiful, magnificent rooster and sticking feathers up your butt and running up and down the street. <laughs> and so you pick which one you want to, you pick which one you want to do and they're both fine. There's room in the world for everyone. But if you really want to say, change your level of confidence dramatically, be able to approach women who you find attractive, be able to speak from the stage, be able to communicate at a higher, richer, more sort of, uh, uh, just just you know fruitful level this means you're going to have to transform into the rooster being who you are and trying external techniques here and there will not get you there right so you've got to be hungry curious and have a desire to actually become this new person and that's the that's again we go we've gone back to the these paradigm shifts quite a few times in this interview and that's one of those key paradigm shifts the you at the top of the mountain is not the same as the you who started climbing it. There you go. And I also think that people really undervalue communication and speaking. They're like, I'm never going to be a public speaker, so what do I need Manny for? What do I need this stuff for? I'm not going to do it. But to that person, I say, look, you've got to talk to your kid. You've got to talk to your boss. You've got to talk someone into doing a favor for you that maybe they don't want to do that favor. Whatever it is, you can use these skills. It doesn't have to be in a professional environment, but you can use these skills universally. What do you have to say about that? Well, that's exactly why I teach at the level of the principles of how communication works, how connection works, and those kind of things. And I'd say about 20% of what I teach is is technical, external stuff. And because as a speaker, you do need to know certain technical things, certain technique level things. But you're absolutely right. There's no limit to the value of being able to nurture your relationships, all of them, any of them with a higher level of communication, a higher level of uh, openness, a higher level of listening. If you want to have good communication and sorry, good relationships, which I would point out is about 95% of your quality of life, then remember what I said in the beginning, your relationships cannot rise past the level of the communication that's in them. So I would say that you're absolutely right. It doesn't have to be just for speakers. This core curriculum that I have will benefit anyone. 
And there you have it. And people can find out more about your event. Uh, I think it's a four-part event. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, body language, vo- uh, vocal tonality, storytelling, charisma, and more. And they can find this on your website, right? MannyWolf.com. Uh, they can. It would be the best thing to do would just be to come straight to me. Send me an email at Manny at MannyWolf.com. Or just find me on Facebook and ask me a question. I'm super accessible. I really sort of pride myself on being easy to reach. And yeah, the the, the core curriculum is actually storytelling, vocal tonality, and body language, which yield charisma. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. And all those links, by the way, are on my Facebook fan page, so they can scout, hunt me down to hunt you down. That's right. Find <laughs> Linda right. first. There you go. <laughs> if you've just joined us, you're currently listening to The Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. You are on with my guest today, a speaking coach and founder of 1000 Speakers Academy, Manny Wolf. So join us when we come back from the break at 951-922. 3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. When we come back from my break, we're going to talk about a subject that's near and dear to my heart, um, and a group that I advocate for is parental alienation. And it turns out that Manny was a victim of this uh, area of the law as well. So we'll talk about that right after the break. Hey guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back. Usually handled in four sessions or less realize the benefits now go to the men's advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way that's the men's slash coaching you've heard her on the men's advocate show with linda gross how can you help further from her facebook fan page of the same name hit the shop now button and save this link to your favorites make all your usual amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you no book purchase required just start with this link every time the men's advocate show with linda gross thanks you Darn! Maybe you missed part of this show. Maybe you're still at work during the show. Maybe you heard the show, but would like to listen again. Your problems are easily solved. Listen to any and all of Linda's archived shows at your convenience. Just Google SoundCloud, The Men's Advocate. That's Google SoundCloud, The Men's Advocate. The on-demand library is also available on the TuneIn app. Subscribe now and please share with your friends. Thanks for tuning in to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMAT 1490 AM, where men can be men. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. You can call us on our topic today. We're talking about Unbreakable, the journey from cult to personal power. Our phone lines are 951-922-3532. That's 951-922-3532. If you happen to like our show, show your love. Listen, call, like our fan page, follow, comment, share, tell a friend, download my app, and buy my book. You can do all these fun things to show your support. Um, Our upcoming show for next week, we're going to have on uh, Joe Jones, and he's going to talk about divorce. So what to expect before during and after that's a good topic all right so we hope you join us uh next week as well anyway let's turn our our attention back to uh manny and it turns out that he was a victim of um parental alienation as well so tell us a little bit about this story how did it happen and how did you take it from from there there to the end 
So when we talk about parental alienation, we're talking about the experience with my son and not my experience with my parents. Is that right? However way you want to describe it, it's, it's fine with me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, the, so- the experience with your son is generally, uh, you know, the group that I, that I deal with, the men's groups that I, that I deal with. Sure. Um, well, I'll just give you kind of the, the snapshot of the reality of the situation. I met someone. I fell for her head over heels. That falling hard, by the way, was like just that, that was my jam. That's what I did when I was younger. And I yeah. realized many years later, I would learn that the reason I did that was because the the sort of the emotional connection to my own mother was not nearly as uh, fleshed out as it should be. Right. And so I was basically running from woman to woman, looking to try to fulfill the things I didn't get as a little boy. Little compensation factor. Yeah. So So fast forward to falling for this girl. And, um, you know, it was one of those, wow, I put in all this time to, to get her attention and I landed her. We started seeing each other. The, the short story is that she told me she was clinically unable to get pregnant and um, that proved to be wrong. She came to me less than a month later and said she was pregnant and stayed with her, basically just pushed my whole life aside to support her during the pregnancy. And four months after my son was born, she broke up with me with virtually no explanation. You know, I've, I've now known this woman for... 17 years and I've still not got an explanation. I've long since given up hope on getting one and she tried to take my son get married to someone else, move out of state created this big legal battle during which I don't know if you're a God person, a universe person, a fate person, a you know <laughs> Greek mythology person mm-hmm. so it was either God the universe, fate, Zeus Hindu, Buddha, Gandhi, somebody came to my aid a lot of times during that process. And I wound up being able to come out victorious in that court battle, spending about one-tenth of the money that she and her husband spent in California, which is a deadbeat dad state. So I was starting behind the eight ball, and I've been able to show up and be a significant, consistent part of my son's life for his entire life. But, oh, man, what a struggle that was. Wow, congrats to you. Thank so you. what would you say um, lent itself in your favor to win the uh, the custody case or the battle, the legal battle? Three words. Yeah, go ahead. Humility, honesty, and perseverance. No question about it. I mean... I got my butt kicked for years on end with that. I just kept getting my butt kicked over and over and over again. And my mantra was, I show up for my son. I do what's best for him. That was it. That was it. And then it was just that that grinding discipline of putting one foot in front of the other and whatever craziness got thrown at me, I show up for my son. I do what's best for him. So you took it outside of your own selfish needs to a higher cause, which is, you know, the life and outcome of your son. Yeah, yeah. And it was, you know, I have, (laughs) please don't confuse me for some, you know, uh, humble, pious man, because I've got an ego and a sense of pride as big as anyone's. Yeah. But, you know, it was, uh, it just so happened that I was studying uh, Aikido at that time, and Aikido was all about blending and redirecting. And I thought to myself, well, so this is a martial art that's all about taking somebody's hostile energy and redirecting it. I wonder if I could do that non-physically with my son's mother. Hmm. Because I think it's safe to say she wasn't just lashing out at me. She was lashing out at everything in the way she treated me during those years. You know, it was... It was just a fun house. It was just you didn't know what was coming next. I'd go to pick him up at seven in the morning and she would like had been gone all night with my infant son, refused to talk about where they were. She'd be an hour late making me late for work. So I'd have to pick my son up, go take him back to my mother's house, drop him off and then get. I mean, it was, you know, it was just a sabotaging my life kind of an effort. 
So I'd fall back on my mantra, you know? Um, yeah, that was tough. That was hard times. Horrible. I have hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of guys who are, you know, facing this horrible uh, path as well. So more power to you. And uh, I hope uh, others can learn from your lessons. Absolutely. So what would you say in this uh, journey that we call life? Do you think that this... uh, this experience added to that journey it it helped it hindered the process with women and or your professional life i would say that um you know i would suggest to everyone to program yourself to become the kind of person who can draw a valuable lesson from everything that's what i did long before that ever happened and so i was able to sort of fumble my way through some of those really overwhelming times and keep asking myself, what's the lesson? What's the value I can take from this? Right. And, um, one thing I will say is if you don't think that your ability to communicate plays in to how those very challenging relationships with say, you know, uh, an ex who has co-custody of a child, if you don't think that communication plays into those, well, you're missing a big part of it. There's a lot of people there to deal with, not only her, but the yeah. court people and the child protective services and the yeah. police and uh, it's endless. And you have to be able to keep a level head and speak calmly and rationally and not get emotionally involved until after you shut the door and can, you know, go beat your yeah. head on the wall. Right. After <laughs> you can, it's gone. Right. Until <laughs> you can break down in your own room alone. Yeah. No, it's true. It's true. And, you know, I won over the court system. The California deadbeat dad court system. I won over all the mediators. I won over the lawyers. And it wasn't that I was manipulative. It's that I was completely transparent. I let my pain show. I let my strength show. I let my desire to be there for my son show. And in my case, me being that guy through the whole process just sort of cast a light on her that allowed her motivations to become more transparent. And, you know, because her motivations were all over the place. She I don't know if to this day she understands why she treated me like that. Right. And it might be for some reasons that had nothing to do with you. She just maybe threw the kitchen sink at you while she was at it because she could. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I could get into the the psychology of how, um, you know, trauma and dysfunction is passed from parent to child. We don't necessarily have time for that, but I can tell you she was and continues to be processing a lot of confusion, frustration, and anger about her own mother and father, a lot of which got taken out on me. Manny, thanks so much for joining us today. Catch his links on my website um, and join us each and every Wednesday here, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Men's Advocate Show. 